Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York at the Bright Red Desk. It's a beautiful Sunday. A little overcast right now, but earlier today it was just gorgeous. And we are doing the podcast for July 11th, 2021. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we had a new moon on Friday, and today the moon is in Leo. So it's a great day to do a ritual or a new creating energy today, tomorrow, and even into um, even into the Virgo moon, which is on Wednesday, um, Tuesday, Wednesday. So take time over the next day or so to kind of think about things. The moon's going to be void all day Monday. And when we have a nice void moon like that, it's always really good, and it's in Leo, it's always really good to kind of settle back creatively and think about, like, well, if I was to create this, what would I like it to look like? What would it feel like? What would it, what, what's the creative? And the planets, the sun, and um, the sun's in Cancer, and Mercury goes into Cancer. Uh, but because it's in Cancer, they're answering to the Leo moon. And the Leo moon, of course, Venus and Mars are in Leo also. So the whole sky, just for a couple of days, feels very Leo-y, feels very creative, feels very full of love, feels an energy of kind of um, enthusiasm, kind of a, a happy space. So the energy, actually, these next couple days is nice. It's got a, a creative cast that makes us feel, oh, oh. And the Venus, the sun in Cancer and the moon in Leo, they're in mutual reception, so they can swap places, and they can inspire us and encourage us to try different things. So there's a nice energy with that that energy of the sky right now. And then as we go into the week, this week features a few things. It features Chiron stationing to go retrograde, which happens once a year, of course. And whenever a planet goes retrograde, we kind of notice it uh, and we feel its energy. Excuse me, as it stops. I suddenly got the hiccups. And it stops and then it goes backwards. Um, so as we're going to watch that Chiron stop, and remember, he's a little elliptical, so he doesn't always station at the same time, but we're having this lovely grand trine in fire right now. And fire is visionary. Fire is ideas. Fire is let me understand my purpose. Um, let me understand what it is I'm trying to create. And the Mars and the Venus last week were squaring the Saturn and Uranus, speaking to you about, well, what does that look like, what you're trying to create? What's that call? And so in my case, it's interesting, we had, um, uh, we had our hall replanted. And, you know, I live on a floor with a lot of women, and we're pretty neat. Rosemary cleans out the, uh, cleans out the utility room with Clorox every month. And so they renovated all the floors in the rest of the building, and they didn't renovate ours. And so Rosemary said, did you know that? I said, actually, I, I did not know that, but, you know, because I don't get off on other floors. She said, I think we should call. So they called, and they said, well, you guys are really neat, so we didn't really need to clean your floor and paint it. So we were like, but we want it painted. We want, it, we want to look pretty. We've had this floor for a long time. So they renovated us, and they painted it gray with beautiful carpeting and new lights. Now, it had been kind of browns and greens, so I had a wreath on my door, which was lovely wreath, but I, I kept looking at it and going, this wreath can't go back on the door because it's brown and green, and now the hall's gray. So I got this really beautiful wreath that I ordered online on Etsy with mums in it, 
it's just gorgeous. And it arrived this week, and I hung it on the door. And every time I open the door, I go, oh, my God, my new wreath. So it's a, it's a time of enjoyment, of gussying up your house, of making it look a little more sparkly, a little more exciting, gussying up your life. A little makeup, maybe some jewelry, maybe some da-da, some some glitter, some fun, some fabulousness, because the Leo energy wants a little fabulous. Remember, Leo is just that dramatic flair. My friend Jeff was always very funny. He would go, Ann, when you go in a bar, if the bar doesn't stop and turn around, go home, change outfits, and come back. And I'm like, yeah, right, you know. <laughs> but he, he, the energy of the da-da. So that's the energy of this new moon. It's got a da-da quality to it. And I want you to harness your inner da-da and say, okay, yeah, like what is the creative mandate that I have? The planets are all going backwards. So when they're going backwards, they're asking us, no, the outer planets, they're in, inviting us to envision that next chapter. And this week, when Venus meets up with Mars on the 13th, she starts a new cycle with him. Now, remember, Mars takes two and a half years to go around the circle. So, or two years, two years, two months, rather, two years to go around the circle. Venus goes around the circle in in a month, in a year, so around the chart. So when we have this conjunction, the two of them are getting married, and they're saying, gee, you know, I think I want to create this. This would be fabulous, right? And so there's a real positive creative energy that's wanting to burst forth from us. And our job is to help it, to encourage it, to give it a little sparkle, to put a little glitter on, to say, yes, yes, I think that's that's a good thing. Where can I create some joy, some beauty, some space in life that feels better? And you're going to feel the energy kind of ease up. We're out of eclipse season Normally we ended on the full moon two weeks ago, but we had to really wait till the new moon because, that we just had last Friday because we had to get Mercury the heck out of the heck out of his shadow because he was part of the eclipse too. But now we have all the information we need to proceed. We're coming up with that new chapter. We're revising, revisiting, rethinking things. In a couple of weeks, Mars is going to go into Virgo, July 31st. So we're going to have a real forward motion then of the doobie-doobie. But right now, it's the dreamy-dreamy, the idea, you know. And you know how, like, when you're decorating your house or you're looking at something and you kind of go, well, you know, it might be nice if it was pink, if it was green, if it was whatever. Then you go look at stuff and you go, yeah, that would be nice. And you kind of see. And then once Mars goes into Virgo and Venus goes into Virgo, we're actually going to do it. So this is your dreamy time. This is your time for that creative, that idea of what it could look like, kind of the happy space. And, of course, as Mercury is now in Cancer until the 27th of the month, every two and a half days, He's going to change his mood, his idea. So it may not be stable ideas. It may be flexible moving ideas, but they are inspired. So we want to kind of offer that energy of inspiration, uh, the energy of I can, ooh, that would look great. And I want you to get your glitter on. I want you to really allow it to be a little more exuberant, a little more... (gasps) Oh, that's so exciting. You know, kind of harness that energy inside of you. Because let me tell you, when we get to July and August, you're going to be working. Because Mars and Venus are going to be in Virgo. But right now, while they're happy, happy, 
you know, you know, this is a good time to kind of go, okay. And actually, Venus goes into Virgo on the 21st. So she's, that girl's shifting into work mode on the 21st. So you really only have 10 days of Venus and Leo left. So you want to kind of let her be exuberant before she starts picking out the paint colors and figuring out, well, that needs to go and that needs to go and that needs to go. So there's a lot of uh, moving forward energy. The week ahead is actually pretty nice. Not a lot of drama, not a lot of problems. The aspects are good. Most of the, the tense, hard energies have shifted, and we're heading into kind of a more collaborative, creative place, which is helpful, uh, and that's good because that offers us a a positive frame for how we can get things done and where we want to go with that. And I think that energy is helpful because, you know, sometimes we've been maybe feeling in the last little bits that it's a little overwhelming. And so this energy should abate a bit, the overwhelming part, and the creative part should step forward. Um, And again, we're still working with that Uranus-Saturn square, so we're not quite done with that energy yet about how things are going to roll, but we are going to see kind of a new vision or a new version of what we're going to, what we're going to be asked to work with um, in, the, in the time ahead. Remember, the Uranus-Saturn square is setting up the next 20 years, right? So you've got a year to get it in place, but that's what you're doing. So there's a bigger picture underlying the structural changes we're feeling now. And if you honor that, it's good. Now, some people, and, you know, sun is approaching a trine to Neptune this week. Some people can feel a little overwhelmed with that. The trine uh, perfects on the 15th. Um, And, you know, I've had some clients lately that have been talking about feeling really lost or feeling very unclear, not quite knowing, you know, what what they're doing, where they're going. And I always find it an interesting journey when we're lost that the Neptune uh, is a fog, of course. It also is, you know, we're, we're just not clear. But underneath, in the immediate moment, we are clear. So there's two things you do when you're in the fog. You play music and you play in the fog. And you have a good time. You play in the rain. You dance in the rain. So this week I went out, you know, to get my vegetables. I get vegetables delivered on Tuesday from my community-sponsored agriculture. Um, and I went out, you know, I'd been working, I hadn't really been paying attention to the the world outside, and I went out the door, and I'm like, oh my God, it's dark out, it was like six, you know, it was seven o'clock, almost seven, and I'm like, it's so dark, and then it was windy, and it was that, that clouds coming in, right, and I'd gone that morning and had my hair done, and um, colored, because we have some serious root, root action there, and and I walked to the place, and, you know, and as I came out, it started to rain. And it was one of those deluge rains, right, where it just rained and rained. And, they, you know, the people inside said, well, you know, you can stay until the rain goes. I said, no, I think it's, I think it's good for me to walk in the rain. <laughs> and, of course, I got home, and my beautifully blown out hair had gotten rather wet. But it also was, then it went into the curl mode, where it just kind of curled into this little mass of curls on my head, which lately has been happening. But I thought, you know, I don't know when the last time was I walked a few blocks in the pouring rain, getting completely soaked, um, and really enjoying it. And I thought I, sh- I should rain walk more often. So the Neptune speaks to us walking in the rain, or floating in the tub, or dancing in the in the creative spaces that invite us. 
doing the drifty dreamy, putting the music on, dancing to the song, listening to the old songs. Um, I officiated at a wedding yesterday for one of my students and her now husband. Um, and they, um, you know, when they danced their first song, you know, it was just, oh, you know, this is so beautiful. So it's it's that um, it's kind of a, it's kind of a happy melancholy, if I can if I can say that. You know, those are I don't really think of those as contradictory. Um, they kind of go together sometimes. You know, it's like a happy memory, but it is a memory of oh yeah. And and that energy of love and the energy of creation and the energy of honoring and figuring out what that new chapter is going to be for all of us. What are we going to marry? What are we going to partner with? You know, if we look at the Sabian images, uh, I do a new moon webinar every month, and um, we did the Sabian the Sabian images for this new moon, and the image was uh, the sun and the moon meeting up. Um, you know, the Sabian images, of course, were um, cal- were channeled by Elsie Wheeler to Mark Edmund Jones, and then Linda Hill wrote this great book. So the Sabian image for the sun and the moon, and I want you to hold this image because this is the image for the new moon. A fragile miss, representative of a proud old blood, is wed in a marriage ceremony by a priest to an eager youth of the new order. Think about that energy. We're taking the old blood and we're getting married together and we're going to create. And the energy is two people marry even though they come from different backgrounds. And so the image, again, this is Linda Hill's words, the marriage of any kind can bring people together and produce wonderful things as a result. There comes a time when the old ways, ideas, or behaviors need to be renewed with fresh blood. But the old ways should not be merely replaced by updated methods, but rather blended to attain the best of both worlds. The important thing is what this union can produce. This is the birth of something with potential for change, new ideas, new growth. There may be some problems in the early stages as others may object to the marriage. The eager youth may not immediately fit the stereotype of the fragile Miss family. Sometimes there's a fear of upsetting family by introducing new people or even new ideas. Every type of marriage needs to go through its ups and downs, bridging generation gaps, altering prejudices, updating old ideas, breaking social rules can come as a result of any successful union. A simple expression of our heart and mind may be acknowledged in ritual performances or a ceremony of some kind. This may require a sanctification or a blessing from a higher power or authority. So the key words for this energy are wedding ceremonies, sanctified unions, expressions of loyalty and allegiance, making sacred vows, commitment to a person or project, new ventures involving a lowering of accepted standards, breaking social norms, integration of heart and mind, bridging generation gaps, marriage guidance, contracts signed and honored, hand claspings, um, hatch, match, and dispatch ceremonies, celebrants. You want to be cautious about rigidly following established rules at the expense of new ways that may have greater relevance. Forcing people to come together, bondage to social expectation. Remember, these are things to watch out for. Arranged marriages, taking risk with partners, conforming to the expectations of others. And the the comment is, a good marriage is like a good trade. Each thinks he got the better deal. 
So I want you to think of this week as a week when you can get married to your own creative potential, your own creative ideas, your own creative vision of where you're going, what you're doing, how you're going to get there. Very positive energy around that change. And, um, and then we're going to go to work on the marriage when Venus and Mars get out of Leo into Virgo, right? So as I was watching the caterers deliver the food, you know, and as I was, we, were, we worked for a bit, you know, figuring out what the wedding ceremony was to be, and we had a Jewish and a Catholic and an astrology. <laughs> I called in the directions. Um, we had these different phases. You know, we had all these different feelings that were part of the, the ceremony in this blending, right? You want to kind of give yourself permission to have a blended marriage this week, whatever that means for you. Okay, so the sun this week, as we mentioned before, he is still in Cancer, and he meets up with the nodes of fate today by by declination, and he runs from 22 uh, Cancer through 26. Uh, So the sun has a trine to Neptune, as I mentioned earlier, on the 15th, where suddenly we're clear and we're seeing things. He has a little bit of a stressful aspect on the 16th, uh, to the energy of um, how we're going to do stuff when he has a little bit of a stressful aspect to the nodes. And this might mention, like, I think I need to change this or shift this in a new way. Sun does have a square to Eris on the 16th, which is a little bit cranky crabby. And remember, Eris always complains when there's stuff not working right. And then right after that, the sun opposes Pluto, his annual opposition to Pluto, that happens on the 17th, it brings to mind power struggles, power dynamics, how we're going to use them. So there's kind of a forward motion with that. Mercury this week has a great energy running from 29 Gemini into 11 Cancer. He's moving pretty quickly. Uh, And he shifts into Cancer, as I mentioned before, tonight. It actually shifted already. He shifted it. 435 this evening uh, and he has a aspect to the nodes of fate uh, tomorrow making you meet important people or work with them he does have a trine to Jupiter because he's in little cancer trining Jupiter in little Pisces so there's a great you know a great dream or an idea of a dream kind of coming forward and then he does have a cranky crasp cranky crabby aspect with Mars Mercury semi squares Mars that's going to happen on the 15th and sometimes that's a fight with siblings or sometimes that's a power struggle so just kind of watch for the 15th for a little bit of a an irritated kind of energy and then Mercury aspects the nodes of fate in a hard way on the 17th uh, next Saturday which is more of a stressful component and then he has an adjusting apps at energy next week on Sunday when he talks to Saturn and he says, well, I think we need to maybe change things here. Venus this week, as I mentioned, is in Leo. She's running from 17 Leo through new page uh, through 27 Leo. Um, she, of course, meets up with Mars on the 13th, and they begin a new journey. They have a new start, a fresh restart. We Remember, we like those conjunctions because they launch us into something. Um, and Venus running, if you think planets between 17 and 26, she's going to wake them all up. She does have some decisions that she's making on the 15th because she's paralleling Uranus and she's paralleling Mars. And Mars and Uranus, of course, We're in a square, but Venus is kind of linking up with them, and she's trying to unite disparate ideas in a way that can get things to flow better. 
Um, and then she deals with some contention on the 17th, uh, and she stops a creative project on the 18th. So that's a good day for saying, you know what, I don't really think I can do this anymore. Uh, I think I need to stop. Uh, Venus is, is kind of assessing how she wants to proceed, and it's really important for us, you know, if someone comes forward and says, hey, you know, I noticed this, and you're feeling like, hey, you know, this is a lot, it's a really good time to shift responsibilities, change them into something else, offer them to a different perspective. And the more we can do that, the better. That kind of helps us shift things and get things moving. Mars this week is running um, in late Leo. He's running from 21 to 24 Leo. He does have a note of fate inviting you to meet people or collaborate and connect with them on the 16th. And he also has an argument with the dream on the 18th. So when Mars is in conjunct Neptune, again, this is an annual aspect or a semi-annual aspect, actually. Um, as he has this argument with the dream, it doesn't mean the dream isn't going to happen. It means that it's not going to happen in the format you wanted it to, you thought it was going to happen in. So it's important to remember it doesn't mean the dream doesn't happen. And I think this is, you know, a lot of times when this aspect takes place, people go, oh, well, that was a waste of time or that was a waste of whatever, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of judge it rather than appreciating it for, well, what did it teach you? What did you learn from it? Where did you get? And a lot of times, especially because things are so volatile through the end of the year, people will walk with you for a little ways on the road and then they will spin off and they will go off and do their thing. And it doesn't mean they don't want to be supportive or they can't be supportive. It means they got called away. And you have to trust the process that you got to this part with them and then look around and see if someone else is coming in that helps you get to the next phase. A lot of times we get invested with who we've partnered with, and this is not a week to do that. It's a week to say if someone says, gee, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to change our relationship, to be flexible about that change and allow that change to take place because within that change you're going to actually have more freedom too. So that's the Mars in conjunct the Neptune and energy. We also have Saturn sesquiquadrate Vesta, which is really adjusting and organizing the home and hearth energy in a new way or changing your routines and rituals. And Uranus, also sesquiquadrating Vesta. You know what that means. That means Vesta is the handle of a hammer of Thor because Uranus and Saturn are both square to her. Um, and so we're going to have a hammer of Thor swing between July 11th and July 17th. And that generally clears out things in our structures. We kind of release stuff and say, okay, I'm kind of finished with that. I'm setting myself free because I need more things coming in that will help me. The Chiron station happens on the 15th. We also have Pallas Athena station uh, on the 14th. And so we have these energies of uh, the dream that we've been working on, shifting and changing and starting to go backwards. And we also have Chiron shifting and changing and going backwards, which then will be like virtually everything in the sky uh, opposite the sun is backwards, which is what retrogrades are. Retrograde season is when the sun is opposite all the planets. 
But what that allows us to do is see things with a clearer eye. So we're going to watch for some some changes in structures and directions, and we're also going to watch as Vesta swings the handle of the Hammer of Thor, where she says, okay, so we're going to clear this out, right? And you're going to be like, yeah, okay, okay. And, of course, our symbolic energy, our symbolic form of this energy is those towers in Florida um, as they, you know, when they exploded the second tower and brought it down. And they're in the process of doing double clearing now. They're clearing out the secondary exploded one as well as still doing the recovery of the bodies. So it's, we're still working with this, but we should expect some pretty big progress on this stuff this week because that Vesta clearing the rubble, so to speak, is going to be clearing the rubble in our lives too. So if things break or things fall apart or things are finished, that's okay. That's part of this energy of change. Uh, as we mentioned before, the moon today is in Leo. It's in Leo uh, with a closing aspect tomorrow morning at 829 of a conjunction to Mars. So it's got a real positive forward motion kind of feel. And then it um, moon is void all day Monday, which means you can get stuff done, work on existing projects, but a lot of the energy is really about freeing it up. Moon goes into void early on uh, Tuesday morning, the 13th. It'll be in Virgo the 13th, the 14th, going void at 2.46 in the morning with a trine to Pluto, so again, a positive closing aspect. Then it goes into Libra at 10.30 on the 15th, and it's in Libra on the 15th Thursday, the 16th Friday, and it goes void at 7.03 in the morning with a square to Pluto Saturday morning, uh, the 17th void all day till 2.38 when it enters Scorpio, and it's in Scorpio with the opening quarter on the 17th, the 18th, and it goes void at 12.30 on the 19th with a trine to the sun. So Thursday after 10.30 and Friday are kind of crabby. The closing aspect is hard. It's a lot about partnerships ending or seeing partnerships and going, you know, I can't do this anymore or I don't want to do this anymore or I'm good for this energy to change. Thanks very much because that energy kind of pushes us forward in a different direction. But the rest of the week has nice closing aspects. The Donald Day is Saturday, the 17th. That's the day when the aspects are the hardest because the sun is going to be square the moon, it's going to be square Pluto, and it's going to be uh, the moon is going to be square the sun, the moon is going to be square Pluto, and then the, moon, the sun is going to be opposite Pluto. So the hard day is, uh, is um, the Saturday the 17th, and then the 18th isn't that great <laughs> because the moon in Scorpio is square to the Mercury, the Saturn, and the Uranus. So that's more of a psychological understanding of what's going on from the changes. So, you know, depending on how much you like those psychological understandings on a Sunday in your summer, uh, it's a little, it's Sunday the 18th is a little contentious, and it requires us to adjust, address our anticipation of what the dream was going to be. Again, if someone leaves or says they can't do it anymore, that's okay. Adjust the energy as much as you can so that it can continue because that's an important component. 
and if there's an opportunity to adjust your workflow, to shift and change, to kind of move things, I think that's all really good, and that really allows for things to take off in a different way. So this week is a week of adjusting, but also creative, creative solutions for things that solve problems, that help you get where you want to go, that help you adjust your energy so you're working a little bit better with the heavens. And it's a, it's a nice week. It's not a hard week, by and large. The... Um, the energy is really much about, like, well, what do I need to change and get in place? You know, what are the really important things that I want to dedicate time to? What do I have to change and get in place for this next chapter? And that's really what you're, you're, you're working on the vision of. You might not have the details in place, but I know I'm going to renovate, I'm going to paint, I'm going to buy some new stuff. It's that phase. It's the visioning phase, not the final, but the visioning. Hopefully that's helpful. Um, and the British lady just said I had 90 seconds, so I want to wish you a wonderful week of July 11th. And uh, forward we go into the creative energy of the moon in Leo, the creative working functioning partnership of the moon in Virgo, the positive um, definition of relationships with the moon in a hard aspect to Pluto, where he's saying, oh, I don't know that that's part of my what I want. And then the creative energy of the Scorpio moon allowing us to transform consciously, willingly, and, of course, all taking place under the wonderful, nurturing sun of Cancer. Remember, the sun's going to change and Mercury's going to change every time the moon changes. So it's going to be an interesting week. Leo-y, then Virgo-y, then Libra. Oh, that's going to be the hard couple days, Friday, you know, Thursday, Friday. And then... Um, Scorpio, all right, we got the transformation, we can do it. And off we go. Have a great week. Ann Ortley signing off from the Bright Red Desk. Have a great one. Bye-bye.